0: Welcome, O listener, to another episode of Spam, 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 Humbug. This is episode 130 of the podcast, and we have another great discussion lined up for you. And actually, this one, we mostly stay focused on a single topic. Oh, we dance around little subjects like the uh, Shroud of the Avatar Twitter bot that posts all of uh, Chris's development updates. And we talk about, like, Halloween and Halloween costumes and a few other games. But the main focus of the episode... Far and away, is Obsidian's newest RPG, The Outer Worlds. It's out now for PC and I think various consoles. It is a single player RPG, new IP, new setting, new property, but it has a very Fallout feel. It has a very Obsidian feel. And for perhaps the first time since we've established the Ultimate Dragons Discord, it has an almost universal appeal just about everybody who's been on the discord and who regularly plays games and talks about it on our discord server has been enjoying the game has been playing the game has had nothing but good things to say about the game and that's pretty much what the core of this episode is about so if you've been curious about the outer worlds this is a good one to listen to also just a reminder we are of course hosted on anchor.fm a new not so new now uh, but still much more social podcast hosting platform you can find us at anchor.fm slash podcast or at spam 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 humbug.com. if you are listening in the anchor app though um take advantage of the opportunity to leave us a voicemail if you want we'll work you into an episode and you can also you know like and favorite our episodes or the podcast as a whole for those of you who do the smart home thing Anchor also ensures that we are live on the Apple HomePod and on Google Home. So try saying, hey Siri, or hey Google, as the case may be. Play the podcast Spam 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 Humbug. No Alexa command as yet. As always, this episode of Spam 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 Humbug is brought to you by our Patreon backers. Patreon.com/slash ultimacodex. Thank you to everyone who supports the podcast and the codex by that means. And as always, a hearty thank you to our co-producers, Seth, Goldenflame, Chris, Brickbat, Dominic, Violation, Cranberry, Christopher, Bruce, Dark Wraith, Dragon, Hellgriff, Gronk, Pascal, and Thorwan. And now, on with the show.
1: Should we even talk about Soda and the silliness? What was it? You guys noticed the uh, Twitter account thing that was rather hilarious.
2: Yeah, those, those died. I can't remember if those died down or if I muted them. I can't remember. I think I might have muted him.
1: I just simply don't follow any of the stuff.
2: I have a feeling that he's uh, got something hooked up to a Twitter bot that he's messing with.
1: Did you ever get yours up off the ground? That idea that we talked about? Who knows how long?
2: No, I was doing that at work while I was uh, pretty much not doing anything because my boss just didn't give me any work. And uh, once uh, it took so long to get the Twitter account verified so that I could get started, that by then I got moved off to another position and now I'm too busy.
0: Oh. You have gainful employment again, so now there's no time for funky projects.
2: Well, I had employment before, but it was more like new boss, okay, Now we're gonna take your work and give it to that person and just hang on. We'll eventually give you work. One year later, we're gonna think about still giving you some work, hang on a second. Um, And then finally, I I guess (laughs) guess there's a point. But yeah, I do need to uh, get back on that. I am getting to brush up on my Python skills. So uh, that'll probably help me out in the long run anyway.
1: Well, now that you're here, Kenneth, we can actually figure out what in the world we all want to talk about.
0: <laughs> Did it just... uh, well, Maybe the episode it's... that's going live this week is going to be the second part of the Soda Ramp, so I don't know if we need to really revisit that, apart from you know your little discussion there about Chris's amusing Twitter bot and some of the interesting ways we've figured on uh, riffing on that. <laughs> but, uh...
1: I was just, I don't know, just trying to figure out what in the world we should even talk about besides Outer Worlds, because...
0: And Obviously, that's been, been a big it. topic. Yeah, you've both been playing it and having a hell of a time for it. And I'm kicking myself because, you know what? I So I'm holed up in <laughs> Regina, Saskatchewan this week. And literally, I, uh, I mean, okay, so the weekend was so crazy anyways, because, of course, it was uh, daughter's birthday party. So I spent, well, Friday, we had her friend over, like her really good friend from Scouts. So oh. uh, she came over for a sleepover. So, and that was kind of a well that was actually a really cool day because like um she came over in the mid-afternoon our kids had school but she had a pd day she had a day off so she came over and then she and my wife like went off to the pizza joint that we had ordered a whole bunch of pizzas from because like kids on their birthdays are allowed to bring treats in so um we decided to you know last year at the school we decided to go out with a bang uh and so it was like you know (laughs) mid-afternoon pizza party just showed up. like 80 bucks worth of pizza and then my wife and this friend just brought it all into the classroom to i guess much applause which was great but then saturday was the actual party so in addition to this one friend who had slept over she had a few more people come over and uh i spent most of the like i spent most of the day either setting up uh, making sure that there were enough um terminals at which people could play minecraft And then also getting ready for this one kid to bring his, um, Xbox live or sorry, his Xbox, because I guess he wanted to do that. And that was awesome. And then, um, of course, once the party kicked off and went until way too late in the evening, I'm sure, um, it was, you know, (laughs) uh, managing the, the it side and managing the crowd and, you know, just like dealing with all the stuff that attends a party. And then Sunday, of course, uh, have mass in the morning And then, uh, and we actually went to the parish that my wife and I had met at initially because we still have a lot of friends there, but that means staying for brunch afterwards and, you know, staying for conversation and kids are playing with kids. And, and then when we got home, I had to take uh, eldest off to her curling and then had to take other kids off to their skating lessons. And so finally at like four, well, finally kind of just in this little span of time between getting home from brunch and having to leave for curling was when I packed everything. And I basically on the way down, like on the flight from Edmonton to Regina, I was just making a list of like all the stuff I'd forgotten. And of course, chief among that was the gaming laptop. Oops. So no other worlds for me this week. Hmm.
2: Sin, sin, sin. I
0: mean, I still have the switch. So, you know, it's not like I'm uh, completely devoid of entertainment. Playing Starlink some more. And Moonlighter actually is pretty darn fun. Uh, yeah, so, I uh,
2: enjoyed that one while I was playing it.
0: Yeah, that one's a pretty neat one. Uh, I mean, the shop management aspects are, are lighter weight than I was expecting, which is good because I don't really go in for that kind of game. And I mean, the RPG mechanics are, are quite serviceable and fun. So, yeah, so been enjoying that. And Starlink is good. Starlink is good if you like sort of, you know, that space flight sim. Um, it's probably the first Ubisoft game I've actually played to any reasonable duration, <laughs> leave that as it is, but, uh, enjoyable title for sure.
1: Oh, that's good to hear. I've been curious about that one myself.
0: Yeah. And like the thing is I don't have any of the Starlink accessories, right? Like I don't have the special controller mount or any of the, the ship models that you can buy, but, uh, I mean, it plays just well as a straight up space flight game and it's actually kind of cool in the way that it's, I mean, I seem to kind of just be following the plot, um, but it strikes me that the game is actually a fair bit more open than I'm currently playing it as. And I may have to start playing it in a more open fashion because like you can essentially just move between the different planets in the solar system that is its setting. Um, and, and I mean, I'm sure there's like level loads hidden in the background, um, But the experience of it is that, you know, you're you're flying around on a planet, but then you can engage your space flight engines and just fly right up into the atmosphere. And then ooh you're out into space and then you can hyperspace to another planet. And, you know, like there's stuff that happens in that intervening space as you're hyperspacing through it. So it gives the sense of, you know, basically just having this open star system uh, comprised of multiple planets in front of you. Uh, and it's you know essentially yours to explore. And there is a plot, and there is sort of a main mission path, and then lots of side quests as well. But really, there doesn't seem to be too much in the way of like content gating. So it's just you know I could, in theory, just pick up and fly to a planet and uh, you know, just wander around aimlessly for <laughs> hours and hours and hours on end, which I probably should do more, but the plot's pretty good, so I've kind of been enjoying it,
2: yeah, it's uh, it reminds kind of one me up of on no Man's Sky though.
0: yeah, well. <laughs> Yes, yes. I mean, it obviously yes. With that description, you know, there is, there is definitely some overlap with No Man's Sky, and even in terms of art style, it's got a little bit of that same aesthetic. With but a little, yes. There's, there's the definitely stuff. a plot that's been layered on top of it. Um, you know, modding your ships. Um, it's got a little bit of like, um, is it, it, is is it Boros... like the Skylanders
1: game where they have the figurine? Is it like that?
0: Yes. Yeah, well, is is it's it, similar, like, similar. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. But like, uh, you know what? I'm not even doing the, the, I'm high. not even doing the AR or the figurine stuff. Like just talking about it as a game, as its own thing. Um, it's got, yeah, it's got, you know, that no man's sky ish experience, except of course, you're kind of constrained to one star system, which granted comprises multiple planets, but still. And then, um, beyond that, um, it's kind of got, you know how in like divinity original sin, you can sort of chain together different elemental, um, elemental stuff to, to like do combo damage and stuff like that. Hmm. So a lot of the different weapons like are heat based or ice based or whatever else. And so you can do the same, same sort of idea. Like you can chain together, you, you can mod your ships on the fly, right? Like you can swap out pilots and parts basically on the fly. Um, so, and like, I think, I think the it's the game lets you save like three different ship loadouts. So like basically just as you're flying, you can just quickly jump into the menu and swap out, uh, swap between ships, swap between weapons on a ship, swap between pilots in the ship. Um, with the idea being that, you know, like, so I have three different loadouts. One is basically my default loadout, which is, you know, a rapid fire volcano cannon, I think it's called. So it's basically a machine gun that shoots fire bullets Um, with, uh, the backup weapon as basically, um, a burst of guided ice missiles. So the idea is most targets, I just overwhelm, I I hit them with the volcano gun, get them into a thermal shock state and then hit them with the ice missiles. And it like critical damages them 90% of the time. It's great. Um, the second loadout is for crowd dispersion. It's basically just a flamethrower. And then the third one is for sieges against the large buildings and stuff that you sometimes encounter and have to destroy. Um, so it's, you know, some pretty heavy guns. But uh, I don't know, like, it's just, it's it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, um, just, and again, you can play it entirely without the, uh, without the figurine stuff, so.
2: Yeah, I hate those gimmick.
0: Yeah, no, the gimmick, actually, I think any of the things, And I think, actually, any of the things that you can get via the gimmicky figurine stuff, you can also just buy as an add-on package from the Nintendo store. So, And it's available for more than just Nintendo. I think it's also on PS4, and I think it's also on Xbox. But, of course, if you're playing it on Switch, you get the uh, Fox McCloud. You get the Star Fox (laughs) tie-in.
1: I remember that from E3. A lot of people were excited about that tie-in. Yeah, I I don't don't think we've seen anything that had a Star Fox theme in,
0: I don't know how long. Yeah, I can't. I mean, it's been a while since there's been a new Star Fox game, for sure. But uh, it's, and you know, it's kind of like, it's, in a way, it's kind of an analog of like a mass effect, because of course, you have this set of pilots, and Fox becomes one of your pilots. Um, And then each of your pilots, there's kind of like, you know, there's sort of the equivalent of like, you know, the loyalty mission, or there's like companion specific missions. So he has a side quest. um, And of course you get his ship if you want to fly it and stuff like that. But you know, fundamentally he's just one more in your roster of pilots and it's, but it is kind of neat to see him back. And then of course, you know, his usual uh, set of wingmen as well. So that's kind of cool. Anyway, um, that has been my week. And uh, apart from perhaps launching into a rant later about, Server 2016's built-in network teaming capabilities and how these go horribly wrong when Server 2016 is running inside an ESXi-based virtual machine. I really don't have much else to add, and I would love to hear more about the Outer Worlds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that was good. Because I'm not that
0: playing it this week, and yeah, sucks.
1: sucks. You know, I find it rather interesting. This is the first time, I think, since we had the UDIC Discord, we're all basically playing or wanting to play the same game.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: I can't think of any time before now.
1: Yeah, that's how exciting it has been, and it's well. It's nice
2: because like it. it's a. It's just a game, you know. They just made a game. They filled it with content, um, and they sold it. And you know that's uh, it's very nice.
1: And it's a nice complete one. And I could see them even doing maybe expansions and DLCs down the road, but
2: they wouldn't have
1: to. Like it's nice and robust as it is.
2: Yeah, they have it areaed out. Um, You know, there's definitely at the beginning of the game, you're on one planet. um, And I ended up uh, getting to the point where you could go to another one, but uh, decided that I uh, needed to really sort of level up a little bit more. And uh, you end up getting another mission to go back down there, and it opens up a whole new location. So, I mean, they could do that forever with just the planets that are showing on the map now.
1: Oh, yeah, having the second location on that first planet was kind of fun, actually. I enjoyed going through all that. And I my favorite part would have to be the main storyline quest in the first planet. There's like an alternate way where you can kind of, instead of just going with choice A or choice B, there's even like a choice C and D. See, yeah,
2: I actually, uh, I picked a side early on. And, uh, you know, I guess we might get into a little bit of spoilers here. Uh, It is the first planet. It's the very first, you know, story mission. So I don't think we're giving away too much. But, yeah, you have two factions, basically. And uh, I'd picked one specifically because, you know, one's a jerk and the other seemed a little bit more, you know, fair and open and free. So you basically need a power uh, thing for your ship to take off. So each faction has one, so you have to decide whose is you're going to take. And I had pretty much decided and then actually had a companion uh, talk me out of it and go another way and ended up picking the C option.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of interesting how you learn more things. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. This wouldn't have been so good if I would have gone with this choice. I mean, because it's rare for game. It.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's rare for a game to actually talk you out of it. So like actually, you know, they actually interrupted and say, hey, you know, I need to talk to you. And, uh, you know, basically what they said, I'm like, yeah, you know, that does make sense. I am going to go the other way. And then stumbled onto the uh, the part C. It
1: reminded That's me good of Dragon. Writing. It's like Dragon Age. It kind of, you have the companions that have a nice amount of depth to them. And it's, you actually kind of want them to keep talking. And they talk to each other, even. And it's, they learned a lot of stuff.
2: <laughs> and they well, it. And these type of games, I'm always very heavy lockpick, heavy uh, dialogue. So, you know, I probably had some dialogue skills that were pretty insane at the time. Um, sure. But, you know, definitely they make use of those skills just like they did in the, uh, in the fallouts. Uh, just really well done with how it branches and the different, you know, things you can do with characters between lying and persuading and threatening and all that kind of stuff.
0: Well, just even the fact that, you know, a character, an NPC was able to talk you into a, into changing your mind and taking a different course of action. Like that's a, an impressive testament to the writing. Um, although not surprising given that, you know, like you've got, given who worked on this project, that's not really surprising, but at the same time, like kudos, you know, like that's, that's actually really cool because there's so few games where the writing is that good and this way situations are presented is that well done that you know you're going to wind up being like stopped up and oh oh uh, i actually yeah you're right <laughs> you know like that's that's a thing that's significant and the voice
1: acting is good
0: enough where
1: it you kind of buy into it
2: well, yeah it's pretty fantastic and all the characters have uh, really good motivation they Uh, got a lot to to talk about and and different things to learn about. And they just did a really good job with it.
1: Oh, yeah. The emotional journey, the first companion you get starts to go through as you progress through the game. And I'm not even all that far into it. I'm, what, eight hours into it only? And it's just fun to just sit there and just kind of go through each dialogue option and just sit back and enjoy it. In fact that I'm streaming it is actually a lot of fun. I mean, I was able to get on my newest Twitch account up to affiliate in record time compared to my first time.
0: Hmm. Well, that's. A, yeah, I mean, it's good that it has that kind of buzz on Twitch, right? Like that's...
1: Oh yeah, people are excited about it. They're enjoying it. Even people who are already playing it are like, I want to see what other person A, B, or C is doing with their build and what choices they're
0: making and going, oh, I didn't know about this and things like that. Well, especially if it's so branching, right? Like, you know, if there's so many different choices, you know, you're going to pick a branch and I guess that's the nice thing about, maybe that's like, you know, a really good argument to be made for Twitch streaming because of course, you know, people, shall we say of a certain generation, and I think I'm kind of just on, you know, I'm in that generation, um, there is still that question raised like what the hell is twitch streaming even for like why do you want to watch people play games instead of just playing games but it makes sense in the context of something like this which can branch as much as it does right because you know you might play the game through and it branches and whatever but then maybe you don't always have time to go back and explore every other choice tree in the game so then it's oh, yeah. cool to have someone else who's done that right and then you can just be like oh that's what happens
1: and it's, i always see it as like Twitch is another way of sharing what you're playing and maybe being like, hey, I'm not going to buy this game, but I still want to see someone enjoy it and see, hey, was this good or not? Was this. And in the case of Outer Worlds, it's been people were like, I'm not sure if I want this or not. And now everyone's like, I want to buy it. Aaron, especially this case, go, thank you, Microsoft, for the $1 a month intro for the Game Pass so we can play the game for a buck. Oh, God, bless
2: them. Bless them.
1: I know, I yeah, feel a little dirty uh, praising Microsoft, almost
2: to the point of needing a shower, but I'm kind of loving it. Hey, I got it for a dollar till 2022. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's all right. And I mean, you're definitely getting your money's worth if you've enjoyed the first, I don't know, hour of uh, The Outer uh, worlds.
2: <laughs> I wish I had realized you could do that with the uh, it adding on your already prepaid Xbox Live credits. Um, because ah. I had spent a lot of money on games and and literally the next month got game pass and they were all free for me. So I ah. could have saved a ton. Not that I mind giving developers uh, money. I'll actually end up buying outer worlds at some point.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I... gonna give them the full retail probably sometime after my one month is done. Just because it's so much fun and I'm gonna I know I'm gonna replay it just like I replayed every fallout game. Except for
0: Fallout 4, I love the uh, I love the historical conceit too, right? Because because uh, that's kind of the thing, right? Like I think Fallout's big historical conceit, like you know they that that's kind of their the way they backstory these things is they like pick some historical event and then they just like okay now delete that and what happened. Um, <laughs> so I think like one of the big things in Fallout was, for example, I think it was the transistor was never invented, right? And that's why everything has got that yeah, vacuum tube yeah. aesthetic and
2: Yeah. So, yeah, they basically tube technology uh, advanced and they used a lot more nuclear power. In fact, all the cars are nuclear powered and everything. So,
0: yeah. um, So I know one of the big things in the outer worlds is that um, I think one of their big, like key pivotal moments in history that is changed is that President McKinley doesn't get assassinated. Which means that Teddy Roosevelt never becomes president, which means that you know it leads to the rise of like mega corporations and things like that. Um, oh, yeah, so. the giant corporation culture that they have in it is kind of
1: hilarious, actually. It reminds me it a is. lot of sort of a goofy thing, goofy way of looking at it, compared to the very depressing view that let's say Shadowrun has of it.
0: Yeah. Which yeah, I think seems like a bit the of a humor. satire.
1: I need that humor point kind of with it to really add to the fun of the game
2: yeah they do a really good job um and you know basically the societies are you know the people are all in like they don't know of life any other way other than beholden to this corporation to where you know their worth determines whether they even get basic medicines and stuff like that
1: yeah and the fact you have the whole reputation system like they had in new vegas is kind of fun because they give you a bar for positive and a bar for negative and then they kind of look at both together and so in the case of one of them they're very cautious because i've filled up both pretty far i've been very helpful <laughs> but kind of screwed them over at the same time
0: i like that i, I like it. the idea of being able to max out the positive and negative reputation at the same time
2: yeah they, both they are they like 70
1: percent. it's great just,
2: yeah, they definitely said that uh, they would. Uh, you could definitely be both liked and disliked at the same time.
0: You can you can play a love hate relationship.
2: Yeah, the depth is the biggest
1: surprise. I would say for the game, I did not expect that going into it. Well, I, hoped,
0: I mean, it is I Obsidian. Hoped,
1: yeah, I hope for it, but I kind of had this pessimism going into it with a lot of games lately.
2: Well, I was kind of worried how they were going to handle combat, being that, of course, they lost VATS, because um, I really loved VATS. So I, I figured the story was probably going to be fantastic, and we were going to have good characters. Um, but, yeah, I was really worried about combat, but it's it's really good. Yeah. You know, they had time dil- dilation, so you can basically just slow down the clock, and then if you aim at certain parts while you're in that mode, you can, uh, you know, critically hit or you know maim them stun them that kind of stuff
0: so it's almost bats.
2: almost but rather than snapping to critical points you have to uh you have to actually aim for them time just slows down
1: yeah in some
0: ways i kind of almost like it better it's not quite as hand-holding it reminds me of, um, well, I mean, it's UE4, like it, it, it's UE4 under the hood. So, you know, it, at least you're not going to get crap combat. Like UE4 has quite peppy combat just natively, but what you're talking about reminds me of my favorite ability in, uh, Mass Effect two, which was the, uh, soldier's adrenaline rush ability. Cause it was like exactly you that, right? That. It just you complete time dilation, but also like, I think it amped up your damage so if you could just like you know i, I basically maxed out the adrenaline rush skill so i got like nice long dilation period and a heap load of damage whenever i landed a hit it was great it was just great for you know it's like oh this fight's getting a little bit lopsided let's uh let's clear out a couple of these guys just uh, uh yeah no the adrenaline rush was a great in in mass effect so
2: so it is funny that i've uh fallen back so much on uh on a lot of my old playstyles from fallout as well. Cause uh, I'm definitely very fond of plasma weapons.
1: Oh yeah. The plasm there's a plasma launcher gun, which has been a lot of fun, but like the plasma gun. I I'm quite surprised the melee weapons are as much fun as they are in the game.
0: Y'all talking yeah. about, go ahead. Outer worlds, man, outer worlds, by the way, hi. Hello.
1: Yeah. We're the- all gushing about it. This is going to be one giant advertisement of, a <laughs> um-
0: Well, Well, you know what? It's good, though, that we occasionally actually take time to just, like, praise a game to the nines rather than just shit
3: on Shroud of the Avatar for three hours and 15 minutes. My scion told me when I was what? or before we started playing, oh, I hear you have access to Outer Worlds. Why don't you have it installed? Install that right now and play it. And when people tell me, you are going to play this game that's yeah well at least when it's people you trust right i mean if it's randos on the internet you can be just like whatever right but it's one of my most jaded cynical you know sergorn level cynical friends that's saying something hell even sergorn's playing the game <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's just as excited as we are that's the best yes. part and i mean like, like the internet is a buzz with it. And like Twitch streamers all over ones that I would never expect playing it. They're all touching the Xbox game
0: pass and going, yes, give me more game. (laughs) Well, it's like, this is like, I think, I think secretly this is the game that we kind of all knew that obsidian could do and kind of secretly hoped that they would do. But then, you know, like, like fall new Vegas is an absolutely great game, but buggy as hell because Bethesda got in the way. Um, KOTOR two, same story. You know, like Mm -hmm. there's so many Obsidian games, they have this, you know, they built up this reputation for delivering like solid, but flawed games. And I think most of the flaws came from the fact that, you know, they were basically, um, under the schedule gun. It's, It's a very origin systems like story in many respects. But now with this game, you know, they're basically just doing what they've always done. Um, but you know, without take two, like being just like, Hey, so, um, six months guys, come on, let's go. I know
1: it's so well polished. Look, there's a few bugs here and there that I've found.
3: It's depressing right. though. But that it's amazing. W- that we're seeing people living up to their potential or a dev group living up to their potential being a rare thing.
0: Well, I mean, in some, su- in, in some respects, yes, it is. And that does suck. Um, you know, partly because you know that the games as a service model kind of in some ways even incentivizes delivering not entirely complete games i'm not going to cough any titles into the microphone fallout 76 <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: y'all hear about uh, fallout first domain name by the way yes oh,
1: Yeah. funny oh. we'll talk about that later maybe
3: yeah if we can segue into that one but that's
0: but I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's nice that, you know, you still have the occasional developer who's willing to just undertake a nice, solid, single-player project and do well by it. I'm not surprised at all to hear that the game has incredible depth. After all, Obsidian managed to put depth into Dungeon Siege. Just saying, that happened. Dungeon Siege 3 was an excellent game. Like, it really was. Yes, I mean, it was, ever played them. I mean, it was, you know, a little bit more linear than maybe you'd like it to be. Uh, given the pedigree of the developer that worked on it, but like you know, you play Dungeon Siege one or two doesn't really matter, and then you play Dungeon Siege three, and it's it's not even night and day, you know, like it's just there's actually like you know Dungeon Siege one really I think the only purpose the only reason to ever install Dungeon Siege one nowadays is Ultima Five Lazarus. The game itself is not worth playing. Um but dungeon siege three that's a hell of a game like it's good it's got a good story the gameplay is tight it's excellent they took the dungeon siege idea which is like a shallow diablo clone at best and actually made something cool out of it um it's a pity that engine didn't really go anywhere for them though but it was awesome so it's not surprising at all that you know outer worlds has the incredible depth that uh you're all finding in it um, because, you know, that's Obsidian's other thing, right? Is Even when they're producing an eminently flawed game, um, which Outer Worlds is not, thank goodness, there's depth there. That's their thing.
2: Yeah, now we get a game from them where that they obviously had the right kind of budget and they had the right kind of management and uh, really just sort of knocked it out perfect. Uh, there's been no, no bugs that I found. Uh, I know that there's uh, some minor things that are out there. I've even had a few points where I thought that maybe I was going to get stuck, but was able to to hop out of it, which was, uh, that would have been Death Traps in uh, New Vegas.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a couple things with bugs where it's just like minor little things. Like it's nothing that would like cause you to get stuck or have to reload or restart. Like they obviously took their time. I think, and they tested probably it. Were, I think they probably waited a while before the announcement, even just to kind of help give them some of that time to get a lot of that sort of early on development time done without having to worry about
0: leaks or. I mean, I hope I, someone goes I mean, back and actually stuff. does a timeline on this, but like, I, I mean, they were alluding to different, like, I mean, back in, I think 2017, they were alluding to a project that was being kind of worked on. And then I think 2018 was when we finally sort of got the first sort of, hey, yeah, this is a thing that we're doing.
2: Yeah. I wonder if it's been been in development. Yeah, I wonder if it's been in development for a lot longer, you know, pretty much since they got a lot of flack on New Vegas. And they just said, you know what? We really want to show that we can do this right and just don't want to get this flack. So who knows how long they've kind of had this in the works, maybe the engine or something.
1: Well, yeah, how good I don't the know. voice acting is, and even that opening video sequence, the whole intro that you get before you land, like, they, you can tell they had a budget and they really took their time.
2: Yeah, well, it's good. Talk I mean, about a, a great setting, too. You know, you just wake up and find out that you've been on a, uh, basically a, a transport ship waiting to go to this colony. And you've been sort of sitting up there for 20 years and nobody's been able to unfreeze you because it basically kills you. So basically this mad scientist goes up there to grab you to try and find out how to, uh, improve it, to wake up the rest of the crew.
1: (laughs) And since you know nothing of the environment or anything, you have this wonderful thing of just, I want to learn everything that's going on. And it it makes that depth very enriching.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's just, you're thrown into a a escape pod and get blasted out right at the beginning. And, uh, you know, you start out with the, uh, the ship landing at your pod landing on the planet
0: damn yeah
1: the first person you're supposed to meet in the game and i word it specifically that way was kind of a nice way of injecting humor early on too
2: not to give it away well (laughs) but
1: oh yeah one of the things we were going to talk about is the flaw system like if you continue to take oh let's say damage to your head you can get a concussion flaw. (laughs) <laughs> you, lose, you lose perception but you can gain something else and it's it's a neat little thing or if you keep falling off or jumping off of the landscape to get down to a lower level eventually you keep hurting your legs and it's like oh sorry you're not going to have vertigo if you want to have a flaw
0: is do you the... get to pick the flaw or is it like just a sign
1: randomly assigns it based on your own actions and what happens and then you can choose okay. to accept it or not that's oh, cool. okay and I've rejected both flaws so far because it's like, okay, this is just going to make things more difficult and miserable. Like I ju- I just will jump down off of things constantly. It's like, I don't need vertigo at the same time. No, no, there's some,
2: there's some good skills. So it's kind of hard to reject that free skill point. Uh, no matter oh, yeah. what, what the downside is.
0: Well, you took the, uh, the plasma one, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, because uh, early on you fight a lot of robots, so that one I think is pretty uh, easy to get. I tend to like to uh, reload. I don't, I don't like uh, flaws. I like everything to be perfect when I can. Uh, so, so I, I will <laughs> so say it's a little.
3: Mary Sue.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like to save Gary, scum a little. Sir. So uh, I haven't gotten anything up till then, but you know, you end up getting hit so much with lasers that you can't kind of avoid that one.
3: Now. Yeah. Now, with everybody and his dog playing Outer Worlds, I have had a couple of things spoiled for me. Again, one of the streamers I follow a lot, Carnage, uh, I saw a clip of his on Twitter of him using something called a goo gun.
2: Well, I can imagine that's pretty much like the, uh, the lizard things they have that they spit at you.
0: I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I've been
1: trying not to spoil too many stuff by watching other streamers.
3: But I think I've figured out, because I've well and truly burned out on the Dragon Quest, what I'm going to be streaming effective tomorrow. Now I just have a reason. There you go. I've done three streams
1: so far of Outer Worlds, and each one, I've had a nice you know, amount of people, even if they just come to lurk, just all just to watch. Because it's such a nice story-driven game where it's kind of fun to just hear the voice actors. I'll skip some parts here and there where it's just kind of like, okay, this is boring me, stupid kind of stuff but i will easily play about you know 65 70 of the voice lines and people are just like
2: this is fine i lost four hours playing it i have no idea what happened i literally Mm. was playing and looked up and it was four hours later
0: wow i've i've had games do that to me before oh yeah sure but it's always awesome when it
1: happens right oh yeah that was my second stream i went a little over four hours i'm like
3: where did it go? <laughs> it's <already laughs> like almost. Oh, shoot! <laughs> one of the first games to ever do that to me was an Origin Systems game. Uh, a friend had this a collection of games that he had that he got at the local department store, uh, the software rack at Wally World. And one of the games ah. in it was Wing Commander 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, I that's kept, a good rabbit hole. And I kept having one more mission, one more mission, one more mission just one, one more. more. Then I looked out my dorm window. I'm like, oh, that's the sun. Oh, that's <laughs> the sun.
1: <sighs>
3: yep. And it was a class night, so <laughs> our class day, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. stupid freshman me taking Calc. At like 755 in the morning. That was not a wise choice. Oh, Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think of the last game I had that for, I know, I know Torchlight was always a vulnerability of mine. I don't know what it was about Torchlight, but just that thing was a time vortex for me.
1: ESO can do that. Sometimes Elder Scrolls online, hmm. you just keep plugging forward and enjoying some of the little quests and stuff. And suddenly it's like, Oh, dang it.
0: <laughs> some of the mass effect games, I think. ME one, ME one was a time vortex for me. Oh, Civilization. three.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, civilization is one of the worst. We're just, yes.
0: (laughs) All of them. All of
1: them. (laughs) I don't know how. Civilization 2 in college, we would go to the music studio at school, and we would all use the computers, and we would start at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning, and suddenly it would be, like, 3 in the afternoon. We're like, we all skipped lunch, breakfast, (laughs) and just kept playing.
0: (laughs) Food, water. Did anybody go to the bathroom? (laughs)
1: Nope, we were all just doing, having too much fun with civilization, but it's still one of my, you know, happiest gaming memories.
3: I can't remember which one where this started, but at one point one of the one of them when you went to exit the game or end the game, you had okay and just one more turn, you know, were your options.
0: That's cruel. <laughs> cruel or awesome? Well, it's awesome, yeah. but at the same time.
2: Oh. Depends on what cruel. time it is.
0: Yeah, it would have been cool if the game, like, internally tracked the number of times you clicked that button. Uh,
3: And then you could, like, pull it up if you really wanted to, like, shame yourself. On the other side of that spectrum, I remember playing this one old Super Nintendo RPG, Earthbound. I have heard things. I've never played it myself. About every hour, there would be a character that would drop down during the middle of your gaming and say, Hey, you've been playing for a while. Why don't you save your game and go outside and enjoy your enjoy the real world for a while? Silly
0: <laughs> Like silly game if I wanted to go and enjoy the real playing a silly game in the first place.
2: Well, I think that's it that's probably like a either a Japanese or a Chinese game. They have uh, restrictions that games have to have something that's in there that warns you to stop playing every now and again. Oh sure. And they probably just left it in for the American version.
0: <laughs> well i mean and to be fair like i'm sure we could all use that reminder sometimes but you know seriously well, the, the yeah there are thing.
1: twitch streamers that will actually do notifications in their chat just to remind them hey don't forget to drink water don't forget to <laughs> <get up." laughs> i remember you know, that water clots. bot yeah but the blood clot thing where you, you know get up walk around for at least a little bit
2: well like, there was a running to kind
1: of remember that you know we don't want to be idiots like we sometimes were back in the day
3: well there yeah, were a there handful are, of stories
2: yeah at cafes and stuff usually like in around Korea and places like that
3: like guys yeah. having heart attacks after a week-long wow session exactly right like there I remember a few stories
0: to that is to that effect And it was just like really really well, but I guess you know you sit that long oh, I remember, yeah. you know,
2: there was one about a couple that uh had went across the street to an internet cafe to play and left their baby at home and the baby ended up dying
0: yeah it's like
2: okay that's that's why there's a lot of those regulations and stuff in those kind of areas because they had a lot of problems with uh, people just not being able to control themselves
0: right for sure and i mean you know like to be fair i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure it's not just japan and china i'm sure there's plenty of examples on you know the the north american side as well too and i mean Yes, you know there there is an argument to be made for for balance, but you know still it is kind of funny to see those notifications in games when you're just like, uh, you know the the whole outdoors thing is kind of the reason I'm playing a game in the first place. <laughs> people are outside and they're
3: scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's weird. We have, go ahead. Tom. I'm I'm antisocial. I'm very much an introvert. I don't like being around too many people. I feel distinctly uncomfortable. You know, in real in 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 person yeah for sure that's why i like the internet so much is i can be as gregorious as i want to be without actually having to deal with people in front of me it's much less exhausting indeed
2: just don't look uh, behind you
0: well, <laughs> ah! oh my gosh it's the curtain
2: well it is almost I, halloween
0: well yeah oh i'm so pissed that i'm gonna miss halloween this year we uh I mean, I just, I need to frame this for you. Okay. So one of, uh, one of my daughter's friends, um, her mom gave us a, um, a minion costume, just the perfect size for my son. Right. And he's two. Okay. And, uh, I have three daughters and, uh, the plan was, you know, a minion the Goral's, and I was going to go as grew. Aww. But now I am stuck in Regina, Saskatchewan until, well, if I'm really, really lucky, I'll wrap up my work and fly home Thursday night. Um, But currently my flight back is Friday night. But I'm hoping I can finish up a day early and get home early so that I can at least make my uh, second kid's birthday party.
2: Well, that does suck.
3: That's the part of the client-facing life that isn't always so fun. And, of course... It wouldn't be Halloween without people ruining popular or ruining, you know, decent costumes by making sexy variants of them. And they've actually made a sexy minion costume.
0: Oh, they've had sexy minion for a few years, I think.
1: Oh yeah, it's been around for a while.
0: I'm sure they're sexy hey. Gru too if you really go look for it, but uh, please don't. Oh. <laughs>
2: hey, don't don't take my sexy Halloween costumes away.
0: Is it uh Oh yeah. There's one of the Gawker verticals that does like their annual review of like the worst sexy Halloween costumes. Some of which, I mean, and that's usually a pretty funny read. I don't often recommend Gawker media for anything, but, uh, occasionally they have a a piece they do. That's uh, worthwhile checking out. Um, I should see if they have one. They've got to have one up for this year by now. Last one I read was their 2018, but
2: uh... I know on Twitter, I saw a, a sexy goose game outfit.
0: (laughs) Yes. That ended up on the, uh, discord didn't it yeah sexy oh. untitled Goose use game costume i
1: sent that to two of my favorite uh, fashion and beauty youtubers and they just looked at it and they were like why didn't we think of adding this one to our worst sex oh, costume videos actually and I'm like, i don't a minute.
3: know if people are gonna do that why can't we you know has anybody here heard of the hawkeye initiative did you say hot guy or hawkeye hawkeye as in uh clint parton Yes, okay, go on. Basically, it's a fan artist initiative where they take various over-the-top sexy poses of scantily clad comic book characters and replace them with art of a guy from the series in the same costume and same pose. I see. Let me find an example that isn't completely silly. Okay, here's one putting it in screenshots. And I'm thinking, spines don't work that way.
0: No, no, they do not. Or rather, if they do, that's the last time they work that way. Actually, speaking of Untitled Goose Game, hang on, I got to drop a link here as well. Once I dig it up. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of Untitled Goose Game, this, was the, this is the shirt on T-Fury today. Um, I initially thought it was the, uh, the doom logo, but I don't think that it is, or I thought it was a riff on the doom logo, but I don't think that it is. I could be wrong though. At any rate, I thought about getting it, but nobody would get it in my house. So
3: sorry for the tapity tap. I hope it wasn't too loud.
0: (laughs) Uh, it'll be all right. Just don't do too much. The noise reduction is uh, kind of intense.
2: So are you getting one of those t-shirts? Is that what you were saying?
0: I don't know. I don't think anybody in my house would get it. So I don't. Uh, oh, I that probably... doesn't matter.
2: As long as you get it, that's all that matters.
0: <laughs> Honk. Yeah, I don't know. I've spent too much money on t-shirts this month already. should probably not do that.
2: Well, I got a uh, Xbox Elite Controller 2 coming, so I don't need to spend money on anything else.
3: Ah, the controller that costs as much as the console.
2: It's worth every penny. Really? The, the Elite Controller is the best controller I've ever had.
3: I used for ten years an old three sixty beater controller on my PC until it straight up wore out. I never had any problems.
2: Oh, I I can break those easy. They get gunked up. Um, you know, these are just uh, the engineering on them is far superior and you can Change the different tops and uh, the things, and it's got extra uh, like paddles underneath it that uh, you can Ooh. configure to do whatever. And it uh, works in Windows 10 and that's on Xbox. Useful. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. I never have to click a stick because I always uh, use two of the paddles for uh, the left and the right click stick.
3: Another example of the Hawkeye initiative. <laughs> I don't know, I feel that uh, this could just as
0: easily be called the Hot Guy initiative, but uh
2: I'd be okay with that? Yeah, it seems very one way as well I can see.
0: I, I like how, is that that's Wolverine, isn't <laughs> yes, yes, is not it? Yes Yes, it is. <clears throat> yeah. uh,
1: oh, there's a lot of silly ones like that
0: well, actually on the on the subject of my initial confusion as to what you had said, um so of course, in Scouts Canada, Beaver Scouts, the youngest age level. Um, much as how Cub Scouts within the Scouts Canada model kind of, um, has a lot of references to the jungle book, right? right. Like for example, my name to the Cubs at any rate is Akela. Uh, <clears throat> with the Beaver Scouts, we, there's a, another little book, it's called Friends of the Forest and it's, you know, sort of the same sort of reference point as jungle book is for Cub Scouts and all the different, all the, all the scouters have a nickname that is chosen for them by the beaver, beavers, but it's from a pool of names that is supplied by the book, Friends of the Forest. So, for example, the beavers goats, I'm known as Tic Tac, who canonically is a squirrel.
3: It's fitting. Um, uh, so you're saying that you're a little squirrely?
0: Uh, well, yeah, among other things, and easily distracted. Um, but one of the characters... In Friends of the Forest is Hawkeye, and one of the other scouters has this nickname. But over the course of some time, we have taken to riffing on this as Hot Guy for various reasons, and I think due to the result of one of the mothers like mispronouncing or misunderstanding what we were saying and pronouncing it thusly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, wait, wait, is his name Hot Guy? And we're just like, no, it's Hawkeye. Although that's no, funny, that's we're going to keep what that. what his wife calls him. <laughs> so so it's just uh yes can't can't pass up an opportunity to to misinterpret that one now those are a couple of hilarious example images though i'm debating whether to use it for episode art but it's probably copyrighted so maybe not the best idea all
2: right yeah that would probably be a takedown in your future
0: yeah probably i'll just grab an outer world screenshot that seems more anyways.
1: Oh, yeah. something else that's always fun with outer worlds is some of the names of some of the items in there. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Uh, cats up C A T S hyphen U P made with 37 spices, et cetera.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh cetera. <a> <laughs> so they're simultaneously riffing on alternate spellings of ketchup and on KFC. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah,
1: we have, um, the blueberry stuff, which uh, reminds me a lot of the, uh, like the the different um halloween kind of cereals like the, oh. the one frankenberry or whatever it was called yep things like that they had um dehydrated water tablets
3: <laughs> yes yes just just goofy stuff and I this love it sounds like this sounds like fallout in space it is yes. Fallout in
0: space. It's by half the people who made the original Fallout. <laughs>
3: well, something between Fallout and Bioshock. There's the, the knock style. you out um,
1: candy bar that was in the game. There's just it's tons of just goofy stuff like the cat ke- ketchup one. No, it's actually C A T C H hyphen up. It says tomato no ketchup. It's uh, so please tell me
0: it's a speed boost.
1: It's made by the Aunt Cleo Corporation, tomato base tomato flavored paste with a secret blend of 37 herbs, spices and flavor additives meat based health tw- plus 25% less 2 minutes organic vegan handmade gluten free dairy free nut free <laughs> <laughs> Like they they have such depth in their descriptions and silliness.
2: I love it. Oh yeah. They even have uh, posters all over that are very entertaining as well for uh, each of the different cities that are run by different corporations have a different set of advertising posters and stuff like that. That's posted around.
0: It's just nice.
2: (laughs) I can't, you know, honestly,
0: honestly, what I'm reminded of here just all of a sudden flashed into my mind uh, was, um, so uh, the university that I went to, was like basically everywhere that served food on campus is contracted to use um, one particular company, um, Aramark, as its food supplier, right? (laughs) And Aramark only serves Coke products. So even when you have a chain, and I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but even when you have like a chain, oh, like a KFC, for example, right? Or a Pizza Hut which tr- typically serve pepsi products while on my university campus they serve coke products <laughs> um for whatever reason i just that suddenly flashed into my head because like i'm sure that's probably sort of how the worlds work in outer worlds where it's like okay this corporation owns this planet and so it you can only serve this corporation's products there and you can't serve this competing corporation's products there at all um this all uh the I was part of the computer engineering club, of course, while I was a student there. And, uh, that was our main act of rebellion. We were, uh, we were the principal source for Pepsi products for, um, everyone in engineering.
3: So, you smuggled, right of so you smuggled nasty sugar water for people. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much, pretty much. You could come to the Compy club and,
3: uh, buy a can of Pepsi for 25 cents cheaper than a can of Coke would cost you in the vending machine. It should be mentioned that I'm not that much of a fan of Pepsi products except for Mountain Dew.
0: I like Dr. Pepper. The rest I can take it or leave it on, but you know what? I don't even drink Dr. Pepper anymore. I don't really drink sodas anymore, but I just, you know, that was our notable act of uh, a <laughs> counter rebellion, I guess, because like Aramark was just everywhere, right? And it was just, and of course, <clears throat> this being a university ca- uh, campus, captive market, everything was like ridiculously overinflated in terms of price. So. Damn. you know sort of classic example of you know like an environment that is essentially dominated by this one corporation and you know everybody just kind of rolls along with it because there's literally no other option
2: just to sure toss in things. there dr pepper is ambrosia and i have 20 shirts to what? Prove it. What?
0: yes yes you do you have all the shirts maybe not all the shirts but a good collection of shirts
2: I single-handedly make them change a whole campaign from year to year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a little too proud
2: of that. <laughs> well, hey. Hey, you leave it open, it happens. But I got I got ten shirts within like uh, a month and a half.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Well I'm done. just trying to think of other interesting stuff from our new game that would be still worth mentioning. Well, they still some of the other humorous stuff is like some of the mottos for some of the corporations, like it's not the best choice. It's <laughs> spacer's choice. It's like wait, so you're just saying in your motto that you're not a very good company.
2: Well, and they even talk how, you know, they're they're second hand. Uh they yeah. talk about everything just like it's crap. Like it's crap, but you're gonna buy it, you know, because that's what's here.
1: It's just so good. Again, it comes all down to that depth, believability and everything. It's just...
0: So it's it's basically... no
1: wonder the internet is all aflame and all kind of just like, you know what? We don't care about what's going on with Fallout 76. We don't care what's going on with... People have forgotten about Cyberpunk 2077 even. They're just like, nope, we're happy.
2: Well, it's still far enough away. Yeah. Just, I feel just... sorry for uh, the Star Wars game, though.
1: Yeah, I know. Everyone's <laughs> excited for that, but at the same time, it's like, we're happy.
2: Well, I have it pre-ordered, so <laughs> I've already kind of oh, got uh... it. I don't know when I'll get to it.
0: Fallen Order, right? Yeah. Jedi, um... Yeah,
2: yeah, the Fallen yeah.
1: Order. I was going to buy it, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to hold off and wait. And now
0: I'm just kind of like,
2: I was smart. And I didn't even realize it. Well, I. What's been I, happening uh, with
0: that? I haven't been following the news.
2: Well, I grabbed it uh, because they had announced it wouldn't have any of this, you know, games as a service crap in it. Um, but since then, they've been kind of wishy washy. So I'm waiting to see what happens when it comes out. If there's anything nasty in it, I'm going to ask for a refund. But uh, <clears> just the timing of coming out with uh, Outer Worlds is bad because it comes out uh, uh, in a few weeks, I think.
0: Oh geez. Well, I mean, you know, like that's not that's not terrible, right? Like it's not like, you know, the two games released side by side. Like I mean, I'm sure the Outer Worlds is still going to be plenty of buzz in a few weeks time, but it does, you know, give people a little bit of time to settle, right?
1: Yeah, cuz of a chance to finish one playthrough and then kind of in the case of streamers especially, you know, kind of move on to the next one, but still kind of play yeah. it on the side without having to worry about being entertaining and stuff, they can just kind of play it for fun this time.
0: It's not like launching solo right alongside, you know, an obviously competing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <sighs> not that that happened. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's been a really good
1: week. I would say for gaming just with, since the launch of that one
2: late last week. Yeah. I'm regretting not scheduling vacation. i think
0: that was a tweet i saw someone post just like new mothers get maternity leave new fathers get paternity leave gamers should get release day leave
1: no but it's nice to see another single player game story focused just continuing to again prove the whole games as a service is not always the best option
0: what are you talking about? Single-play gaming is dead and RPGs are deader. <laughs> I think I read that on a website.
1: <laughs> well, it's like the joke that ESO is dead, but it's like, no, well, they've actually gained people, I think, since yeah. elsewhere. So it's like, eh, I
2: wouldn't say it's dead. Eh, MMOs never die.
0: <clears throat> Raf Koster and Star Wars Galaxies might object. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I guess there's a few exceptions. <laughs> I don't know, the Realm Online. Although people are trying to bring out, that
0: one back. The Realm Online.
1: There's came probably
2: out shadow servers somewhere.
0: There are.
1: No. When when an MMO that's even older than Ultima Online is still live and going. It's kind of tough what, to see 59? most MMOs. No, the Realm Online from Sierra.
0: I know I was riffing.
1: Other than Codemasters, then whatever the other idiots were that bought it, and now whoever's licensed it.
2: Well, yeah. hey, the wear mount's still running, so that's, oh, that's yeah. a lot. To...
1: <laughs> There's actually a, a small studio that's trying to create a mud that's quote-unquote modern. I'm like, how are you going to do this?
0: <laughs> what, it's not going to use a monospaced font? Like... <laughs>
1: It's a little confusing to me, but at the same time, it's like, if you can pull it off and somehow make people believe it,
0: I want to see this.
2: Well, isn't that basically I, what Second Life was?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, like, well, but okay, I don't think we want to get into this rabbit hole because we all have to go to bed or go eat dinner, but you know, is is the text-based medium central to the definition of what a mud is? I would say
2: yes. I think you can break it down into concepts.
0: Oh, my gosh. I almost regret Googling this, but I literally just found something. <clears throat> um, I don't know if this is seen. Uh, it hasn't seen many commits. But it looks like, at least for a while, someone was working on... Oh. discordia someone built a mud for discord oh,
2: i know what's gonna show up soon we already
1: <laughs> had that one discord rpg which was fun yeah. Hang on, oh, i don't think any Lincoln's of us channel. have played it in a long time i should check here and look do we even have that channel oh yeah we do yeah no one's touched it in months
0: yeah, no, it kind of fizzled. Oh, well. But but yes, someone mud. has built a Discord MUD.
1: Like, I know. I don't I for well, me, That looks pretty mods, good, actually. MUDs were, you know, created around the text based one back in the day, but really it's what multi user dungeon is. I think what it was the acronym. Yeah,
0: Something yeah, like multi user dungeon.
1: So, really, ah, in theory, it could be, you know, graphical to some extent. I just would assume it would not be how should i put it graphically intensive as compared to most
0: no because i mean you're still basically relying on the text-based medium right so yeah you could probably have like well ascii would be an option for you here (coughs) or like this guy seems to be using a really like the discord one here uses a really simple tile set so yeah i guess you could have like you know a a a graphical mud i guess that's a thing that could be well raf coster i think Somewhere online was like even defending things like um Minecraft as being essentially a graphical mud.
1: But yeah, there was one mud that had like a map that was always part of it that was graphical, mm-hmm. but the rest of it was all text-based. And that was always kind of a fun one, the putts on for like a couple of years.
0: I may have to experiment with this one. This looks kind of interesting.
1: I don't know why Maybe I thought Maybe the first that I time just... we've experimented with Discord-style games. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, pip install when prompted into your bots. Dis- so I don't know if I have to roll my own bot here. If I have to roll my own bot, that's a little more complicated because then I need somewhere to host the bot.
2: Yeah, that's that's would have been what I assume. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if he's not hosting the bot anywhere,
0: then... then uh, Then we would need somewhere to host it, which I'm not currently set up to do. Oh, there was
1: that discord. There's a discord bot site that recently changed domain names. And it could be, there's already a bot that's been created. That's somewhere within
0: that site. Maybe I'll search. I'll look, find someone running an instance. Then maybe I'll have a stab at that. Although I think tonight, most of my efforts are going to be focused on, uh, well, I have two podcasts to edit and um, dinner to eat and a website for a cub camp to develop, finish developing.
2: Also, a light night for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. I can get a little rest for once. Well, yeah. And then, you know, I got to get up a little bit early because it's pounding down snow here in Saskatchewan right now in Regina. And consequently, the drive to the plant site, which is half an hour outside of town, could be um, a little bit dodgy in the morning. Send some of the snow
1: down here. Last time I looked outside earlier tonight, we had nothing. And mm. I was told we were supposed to get maybe an inch. I'm
0: I forgot to ask my wife if they was getting much snow up in Edmonton, but this part of you know, Southern Saskatchewan is is getting a pretty good coverage. There's a couple of inches on the ground when I went out earlier to grab some groceries.
1: I mean, my coworkers no, it did murder
2: me, but.
0: <laughs> right. No snow for Umbre. Lots of snow for Golem. I'll get right on yeah.
2: that. Yeah, it'll uh it'll just turn to steam here.
1: Just make sure I have, you know, weapons on hand. Should my co-workers try to murder me because of the snow?
0: Well, you know. <clears throat> maybe maybe or I'll skip I... sending the big card.
1: You know, just enough, you know, to cover at least the grass and everything would be perfect. Kinda <laughs> wanna right. finish playing Outer Worlds and not, you know, die before I'm done.
0: Well, I'm sure it'll get there soon enough without much prompting from me, so. Yeah. All right. Well, this seems like a good place to call it, so I suggest we do that. And then people who need All to right, sleep can good. do that, and people who need to eat can do that.
1: Yeah. All so right, have a good night. Uh,
0: play Outer Worlds for four more hours and do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to participate more directly in the podcast, you can send us an email at ultimacodex at gmail.com or if you're feeling a bit braver you can leave us a voice message in one of three places the podcast website our Facebook page or on anchor.fm you're also welcome to join us on Discord to chat with us and to lurk or contribute to podcast recordings when they happen if you want to join the Ultimate Dragons you can do so at udic.org where you can choose your very own dragon name you can also find the Ultimate Dragons on Facebook and on Google Plus you can follow at Ultima Dragons on Twitter or join them on Slack or Discord and if you're feeling really old school you can even fire up a Telnet client and check out the Wearmount. If you'd like to support Spam 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 Humbug you can do so at Patreon where for as little as a dollar a month you can get access to episodes the day before they go live for everyone else. You'll also get access to behind the scenes audio on occasion and possibly other interesting content. But if a monthly subscription isn't your thing you can always buy your video games at GOG. We are a partner of that fine site and every time you buy one or more games at GOG via the links on our websites or in the show notes, that helps us out. But we also welcome your moral support. You can like the Ultima series on Facebook, follow at Ultima Codex on Twitter, or leave the podcast a review on iTunes. And you're welcome to share our episodes with your friends and social media circles. Spam, 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 Humbug is a production of the Ultima Codex. You can find show notes online at Spam, Spam, spam Thank you for listening, and until next time, be virtuous.